This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, May 5th, 2023. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, the General Secretary of the International Domestic Workers Federation wins the 2023 Arthur Svensson Prize. How May 1st led to the UN's Declaration on Labour Rights. The Labour Start report about union events and singing... This is Radio Labour. They really think domestic workers are nobody. They work at home, they cook, they wash clothes, they clean the floor. So what? You know, they think that these work are no value. That is Elizabeth Tang, the General Secretary of the International Domestic Workers Federation, the IDWF. She has been awarded the 2023 Arthur Svensson International Prize for Trade Union Rights. The prize has become recognized as the Nobel Prize of the international labor movement. Ms. Tang, who has been living in exile in the UK, was arrested at the beginning of March 2023 when she went to Hong Kong to visit her husband in prison. She is currently out on bail and awaiting developments in her case. Her husband, Lee Chuk Young, was president of the now-disbanded Hong Kong Confederation of Trade Unions. He was imprisoned in 2021. The International Domestic Workers Federation was at the forefront of the campaign to get the International Labor Organization, the ILO, to adopt an international law, Convention 189, which calls for minimum employment standards for the 67 million domestic workers in the world. 36 countries have ratified Convention 189, which means they have made it part of their legal infrastructure. Here is Ms. Tang in an interview conducted before her arrest. I'm the General Secretary of the International Domestic Workers Federation, uh, which is uh, the global federation of uh, all the domestic workers in the world. We organize domestic workers everywhere, uh, even in countries uh, which are very difficult for domestic workers. Uh, But when they organize, then they have a voice. And they also have uh, the power to make change. Uh, we uh, also train uh, domestic workers to become leaders. Uh, and we now see uh, many uh, young generation of domestic workers who are very young, but they are now uh, also speaking up and uh, taking uh, domestic workers to meet uh, government, to meet employers, uh, to negotiate for their rights. Uh, we also represent workers at, at uh, international meetings. Uh, for example, three domestic workers leaders uh, went with me uh, to go to the United Nations and uh, to talk uh, to government uh, ministers about the need uh, to make uh, laws uh, to give social protections to domestic workers. Domestic workers uh, must be treated as workers. Uh, this is still not the case in many parts of the world. Domestic workers that do not have minimum wage protections, uh, they work uh, every day in a week, there is no rest days, and this is absolutely unacceptable and this uh, has to be changed. 
And uh, domestic workers uh, must also have their voice, have their organizations. Uh, as you know, many domestic workers are migrants, so they are invisibles. Uh, nobody really cares about their situations. And now there are more refugees uh, coming to uh, the better part of the world, like in Europe. And uh, some of the women also work as domestic workers because that is the only job uh, possible for them. Uh, but we have to make sure that uh, they will be protected. Still, in many people's mind, this work is uh, of no value. Uh, and domestic workers really, are, you know, people uh, have uh, no skills. And, uh, and why, why we should pay them? You know, why uh, we should allow them to have a rest day? This work is really easy. You know, this is still the... Yeah, the mentality, the perception of many people. The convention uh, number 189 was uh, international law adopted in uh, 2011, uh, which sets uh, the minimum standard for all domestic workers, no matter who they are, no matter where they are. Uh, governments must make sure that they have this minimum uh, protection, this minimum rights. And uh, and uh, it is very important that government uh, recognize uh, there is an international standard. But then, of course, uh, in the in the lawmaking uh, bodies, uh, many uh, politicians are also employers of domestic workers. So they, you know, they are also uh, have this uh, selfish uh, concern. Uh, but uh, really, uh, we have to push the government, but we also have to tell people uh, everywhere uh, in the community that the people who work for you at home, who cook, who wash, who clean, uh, should be also treated as workers. The original intent of May 1st, International Workers' Day, was to build solidarity amongst working people all around the world and work towards global peace. Many years later, after two devastating world wars, nations came together to declare what was needed to protect human rights and put an end to war. The result was the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. Because of all of the work by unionists after the original May 1st celebration, the UN Declaration included the right to join trade unions as a human right. Here is the American diplomat Eleanor Roosevelt reading part of the UN's Declaration on Human Rights. Whereas recognition of the inherent dignity and of the equal and inalienable rights of all members of the human family is the foundation of freedom, justice, and peace in the world. Whereas disregard and contempt for human rights have resulted in barbarous acts which have outraged the conscience of mankind and the advent of a world in which human beings shall enjoy freedom of speech and belief and freedom from fear and want has been proclaimed as the highest aspiration of the common people, whereas it is essential if man is not to be compelled to have recourse as a last resort to rebellion against tyranny and oppression, that human rights should be protected by the rule of law. Article 21. Everyone has the right to freedom of peaceful assembly and association. 2. No one may be compelled to belong to an association. Article 22. Everyone, as a member of society, has the right to social security, 
and is entitled to realization through national effort and international cooperation and in accordance with the organization and resources of each state of the economic, social, and cultural rights indispensable for his dignity and the free development of his personality. Article 23.1. Everyone has the right to work, to free choice of employment, to just and favorable conditions of work, and to protection against unemployment. 2. Everyone, without any discrimination, has the right to equal pay for equal work. 3. Everyone who works has the right to just and favorable remuneration, ensuring for himself and his family an existence worthy of human dignity, and supplemented, if necessary, by other means of social protection. 4. Everyone has the right to form and to join trade unions for the protection of his interests. Article 24. Everyone has the right to rest and leisure, including reasonable limitations of working hours and periodic holidays with pay. Article 25.1. Everyone has the right to a standard of living adequate for the health and well-being of himself and of his family, including food, clothing, housing and medical care and necessary social services, and the right to security in the event of unemployment, sickness, disability, widowhood, old age, or other lack of livelihood in circumstances beyond his control. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week our top story section included links to coverage of us, or rather our latest global solidarity conference. Last week, for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic, almost 300 trade unionists from 70 countries gathered in Tbilisi, Georgia, for a Labor Start Global Solidarity Conference. The conference consisted of three days of workshops and panel discussions on a wide range of issues that are key to building working-class solidarity at a time of increased ethno-nationalism, authoritarianism, and global conflict. Following the conference, many participants stayed in Tbilisi and joined the Georgian Trade Union Confederation in its May Day celebrations. Speaking of May Day, other top stories this week included May Day coverage from unions around the world, a call for global solidarity with comrades in Algeria by the International Union of Food Workers, and calls for Iran to be expelled from the International Labor Organization as a consequence of its failure to recognize the freedom of association as a fundamental human right. A random sample from our news pages includes a renewed push against child labor by the Teachers Union in Cote d'Ivoire, an interview with an activist garment worker and photographer in Bangladesh, a ban on unloading ships in Belize, a victory by New Zealand building cleaners, and how Amazon workers in India won redundancy payments. This week, our Working Women news page carried complaints that healthcare employers in the United Kingdom are failing to provide adequate training on sexual harassment at work, the dehumanizing effects of poverty on unemployed Australian women, and a commitment and concrete plans for building more inclusive unions across South Asia. Stories appearing on our health and safety page and newsletter this week included lots and lots and lots of stories about how unions around the world mark the 28th of April, Workers' Memorial Day. But we also managed to find time to collect news of how their union is reacting to the murders of two South African nurses, 
how media workers in Cameroon are responding in the face of severe state and extrajudicial repression, and calls for cancer compensation by firefighters in dozens of countries around the world. Our current photo of the week is a shot of two workers at a banana plantation in Panama. These women are leading a struggle to improve grossly inadequate and unsafe employer-provided housing. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Union Nation with an old labor song produced by America's industrial workers of the world. She's a rebel girl. And that's it. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.